hope you're ready for some foreplay because season four of the extended play podcast begins right now Welcome back. Season four of the Extended Play Podcast. We are a music discussion show without the hipster snobbery, and uh, we're excited to get the new year rolling uh, with a new discussion and a slightly new format. So uh, let's get right into it. And this is something that he uh, articulated at the end of last season. The format this, uh, well, really going forward, not just the season, but going forward will be a little more um, short segments and a lot less main topics. So you might have noticed uh, if you're an intrepid reader that (laughs) this episode didn't have a a one word title because mm-hmm. um, we're going to be getting away from that. We're going to occasionally we'll stumble into a long topic. Maybe we'll break it up over a few episodes. Maybe not. Um, but we're going to just do, uh, do our weekly episodes without necessarily a main focus. And in each episode, we're going to have, you know, two or three segments of, you know, maybe a playlist challenge, maybe uh, just a quick discussion, maybe uh, you know, a little challenge of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's how we're going to do it this season. Um, so if you're waiting for a big doctoral dissertation on something, <laughs> uh, it ain't coming, <laughs> no. at least not yet. Um, so yeah. And we'll just get started uh, with our first segment, which is a look at New Year's resolutions. Tank and I are going to commit ourselves to uh, doing things a little different this year and maybe broadening our musical horizons. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about that today. We'll talk about um, some goals we have for ourselves uh, musically. We'll try to keep track of these New Year's resolutions as the season goes on. So I'll check in with Tank once in a while and uh, he'll check in with me and uh, we'll see if we're keeping up our ends of the bargain. And at the end of today's episode, we'll have another edition of our playlist challenge. So I, I kind of stole this idea uh, from a website called Book Riot. Um, it's a bunch. It's a website for book lovers, people that are obsessed with reading, like I am. And uh, they have this read harder challenge every year, and they have these uh, cool goals. It's basically to again broaden your horizons as far as the type of books you read. So you're not just you know I prefer you know fantasy books and music books, but I should broaden my horizons. And so I like looking at the list every year to see like oh maybe there's something else I should read. So. Like, for instance, they have this year for the Read Harder Challenge, it's read a cozy fantasy book, read a YA book by a trans author, read a middle grade horror novel, read a history book by a BIPOC author. So, you know, it has a lot to do with the the, the artist in our case. It has a lot to do with the author. Um, so I thought, yeah, this would be a fun challenge to do for ourselves. And you know what? We paid a lot of attention to music last year, and I think... Um, I'm always up for organization. It's kind of a thing. I really like being organized and uh, this will help organize my listening habits for the next year. So tank agreed, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Under and, duress. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, so I don't know, tank, you want to start us off? Is there, is there one that jumps out to you one that you really want to try this year? Yeah. Uh, the first of my three resolutions is to find a new genre to like. Cool. Okay. Um, I mean, somewhere between, overly broad which i probably already cover all of them to some extent and yeah sure and a super fringe thing like we talked about <laughs> right, last season right. um i and i i don't even want to try to guess what it is yet right? oh cool okay it's like i you know then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah sure um but just i don't know like poke around more in the randomness out there okay and um you know maybe go to random maybe i could like search on spotify for random people's playlists well there you go you know um and try to get away from the existing bias as much as possible. Okay. Where if you find, which is, which is the opposite of what those services are trying to do for you. That's right? exactly right. So 
you know, I'll have to find a way to make it somewhat random and, you know, keep clicking around until I find, oh, you know what? Here's a whole area, a whole area of the map <laughs> sure, that I wasn't <laughs> at all into. And it, it might not be my favorite. It probably won't, but at least, you know, one more thing to kind of check out and keep an eye on a, a genre or subgenre, whatever yeah. it ends up being. Yeah. I mean, I imagine your, your tastes now are going to influence your choice. Like I imagine you're not yeah. going to go with opera. No, but no, <laughs> right. No, it'll I be have ruled that out. You have ruled yes. that out. Okay. So yes. no opera, but so how do you think you'll know? You'll just know. You'll I hear, think I'll just know. You'll just know. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it'll be, well, no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, you know, cause I was going to say, I'm sure it'll be rock based, but there's been so much electronic yeah, sure. and lo-fi. I mean, who knows where it'll end up? Yeah. Could be, you know, could be a bluegrassy kind of thing. Could oh, be, that'd could be, be cool. bluegrass. Like, that'd be cool. Who knows? But um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like it's, you know, we, we talk a lot. You just mentioned it, I think about effort yeah. and initiative. Absolutely. And it's just one way, it's one way to organize that initiative is to say, you know what, let's find a new type of music to at least dabble in. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to hear what you find. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so that's one. Um, another resolution is to listen to all of the 1001 songs you must hear before you die. Wow. Um, you know, it, and looking at it a bit, it seems that this gets updated regularly. I don't know about annual. Maybe it does. Okay. At least every few years. So, um, I will, you know, we could put it in extended scrolling or whatever. Yeah, if sure. anyone wants to play along at home. Yeah, sure. Of exactly which edition and year that I ended up going with. Okay. I would guess without even looking at the list yet, uh, which I haven't, uh, but it's, it's another roundabout way to kind of accomplish the same thing as number one, I guess. And, and also just for any blind spots in my, absolutely, you know, knowledge of the history of music. Yeah. I would guess that I've probably already listened to about half. Okay. Maybe more. Okay. Right? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it, you know, given what we like to do and how we like to listen to music. Yeah. I would think that at least half of those, I would think we already either own or have listened to frequently. Right. So, um, I would expect it'll come out to like one or two songs a day, right. That I would have yeah, to sure. listen to, which sure. should be very doable. I would think so. Um, you know, uh, maybe I'll take notes and make my own list of thousand and one or reorder their <laughs> list. I don't know. I'm sure there will be some editing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the very least it'll, there will be some obviously very good songs that for whatever reason I missed. Yeah, for sure. And it'll be a worthwhile exercise. Cool. Um, and then sort of akin to that, uh, the third and final one is just to listen to the top 10 once a month, once a month. Now, okay. As to what top 10 is, I don't know yet. I'm I'm leaning towards maybe most streamed on Spotify. Okay. Um, not the hot 100 or whatever that is. Well, I mean, that's the thing I got to find a metric exactly because if you, iTunes changes too fast. Okay. So it has to be something that is like averaged over a period of time. Okay. Because, you know, on iTunes, if an album comes out, those are the top 10 songs. Right. So if you look, it's... No, that's true. And Spotify is going to be the same way. Probably. I think. Um, But something, you know, I guess that's my homework before the homework. Yeah, sure. Is find something that is about monthly. Um, There's got to be some kind of aggregator or review site that's like top 10 songs of the month. Of the month, yeah. I think monthly is about right to not get a lot of repeats. Yeah, that makes sense. Things will come and go from the zeitgeist in a month. Right. Yeah, no, good point. Because like when Drake puts out an album... 10 of the 15 songs are in the top 10 yeah. that week. And that's not useful. Yeah. Those don't have staying power. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, those are my goals. Uh, pretty straightforward, but yeah. I think, you know, it'll, it's definitely going to pay some dividends. I don't know how or why yet, but that's the fun of it. So absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Cool. 
Uh, all right. So I, I wrote down a bunch of potential ones and surprising no one, if, if you're mm-hmm. a long time listener, I wrote down a bunch of them and I'm just going to pick three kind of in random here. All right. <laughs> um, the one I can commit to, and I already talked uh, off air to tank about this one is I want to know, this is for me, it was specific artists. I did think about the genre thing. I thought that was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you're doing it. Um, but I'm going to go with specific artists and I'm, and for blind spots mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, and I'm the first one I'm going to do is Arctic monkeys. Okay. I don't know anything about Arctic monkeys. I do know that they, I, I mean, the research I did in preparation for the episode is seven full length albums. Um, they uh, twice. So in two different instances last year, and I think I mentioned this on the show before um, the lead singer, of the hive said that they are the only good rock and roll band. Mm-hmm. And then lead singer blur said that they were the last good guitar band okay. to come out. And not that that's, you know, I don't know. I respect those guys enough. And it was just weird. They said it within weeks of each other and not knowing that the other one said it. So it seemed like, all right, (laughs) I'm in. Um, So, yeah. And then I saw, um, I, by the way, this is, here's a recommendation too. I have the BBC music app on my phone Mm. and they've got a lot of cool stuff there that they're definitely not playing here. Obviously like their pop charts are way different, right? but they're like alternative or their rock stations are really good. And they have a lot of cool podcasts and stuff. Anyway, they just did a series on Arctic monkeys like okay. tracing their history. So I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to listen to the seven albums. Uh, one just came out last year. I th- like, I think we talked, I think it went under the radar last year. So yeah, I like rock music. I know like one song by them off their debut album. So I'm going to give it a shot. Nice. Yeah. I'll tell you what I find. I, I mean, who knows? No, I mean, it's from, I'd be very curious as well. Cause it, I kind of hear the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I dislike anything about them, yeah. but same thing. It's a blind spot. I'd never really explored it much. Yeah. So cool. Um, all right. The second blind spot, um, is, uh, Bjork Bjork. So I've picked Bjork songs for the playlist challenge before I own one Bjork album. Um, and not the record that it's like when I bought CDs or tapes, I have a post, I think one of them, I have like her second or third album, the one with yoga on it. Um, anyway, I like the idea of Bjork. Mm -hmm. I like how weird she is. I like the complicated production techniques. I like how much attention she pays to both lyrics and, and that the product, the production side. Um, I like that it's electronic mostly, and I don't listen to a lot of electronic music. So it'll be pushing me that way. And I, this past year I did a good job of it. And I almost made uh, my new year's resolution for this year. Um, was going to be listening to more female artists. I actually did. I was intentional about it last year and listened to a lot more female artists than I typically have in the past. So this kind of also accomplished that because I want different perspectives is always great. Right. And I know like stuff I remember from her, like a couple albums ago, she had a breakup of a you know 20 year relationship and she wrote a whole album about mm-hmm. it. It'd be fascinating to read a female perspective about something like that. Something mm-hmm. I can't you know identify necessarily identify with um, without getting into it. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Nice. There's a lot there. Yeah. Um, but Has again, she done much recently. She had an album out uh, in 2022. Okay. It was about fungi. Huh? <laughs> I think it was essentially about like, it was like there was a theme of fungus. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Very interesting. I think she even narrated a fungus, a documentary on fungus. Yeah. Oh, so of course she did. <laughs> it's and it grows <laughs> under the rock. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why that was that turned into Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like Getty Lee. <laughs> uh, 
yeah anyway really looking forward to that i think i probably got at least 10 albums worth of stuff to get to to get into so yeah. I won't, i'm not going to go back to sugar cubes um i okay. don't think she's got any side projects or anything i have to deal with although i think the arctic monkeys guy does have a couple side projects but but i'll stick to the task at hand arctic monkeys bjork so far okay um okay for the third choice i want you to pick mm-hmm. okay so right. i have two nominees for artists to go deeper on okay well, i'm picking for the two nominees or you can pick something all right we'll see where it or goes. we can do the third one yeah or all the right. third one could be your choice entirely okay so but uh little peek behind the curtain again I, ahead of time i said one of the things we could do if we couldn't think of three new year's resolutions was that tank could just pick something that he didn't want to do himself and make mm-hmm. me do it yeah. and i'd be cool with that um so the two artists i was thinking would be would be between um mf doom okay and king gizzard and the lizard wizard mm, that's a lot of work it's a lot of work yeah um well I, i'll what i'll do i'll present to you my yeah sure assignment and then maybe you can pick from the three. Oh, okay sure right okay so the one thing i've always been curious about and i just do not want to put the time in, <laughs> okay um am i missing anything with the grateful dead oh oh am i am i not i don't know i never cared enough to really get into it yeah but you know, especially with the the touring lately, you know, the Dead & Co. with John Mayer. Yeah, and, yeah. And really, and jam bands in general, too. I mean, that's really broad, I know. Yeah, but sure. I'm like, I feel like, you know, am I, what am I missing? Yeah. Um. So. Okay. Yeah, but I, but then again, may, maybe I already know the answer. Maybe it's like, look, if I would have, if I would have liked it, I think I know enough that I would have. Yeah, dug sure, into it more. sure, sure. Um, but yeah, that's a, just another huge blind spot of. You know, what, what is, what am I just kind of writing off that maybe was decent? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like conceptually you are into virtuosity, right? And, yep. and I think these are people that are like, right, like, mm-hmm. you know, extremely talented at their, at their individual instruments and then being more than the sum of their parts. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I, I know a decent, I mean, I watched the documentary, the um, Oliver Stone one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember anything about it really yeah. besides the wall of sound. Um, I mean, MF Doom might be a good middle ground of okay. not an overwhelming amount okay. of stuff to follow up on. Okay. Um, and you know it's done. It's done. <laughs> Unless there's... No, I think they're actually not releasing anymore since he died. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're... I think yeah. his uh, widow is like, no, you can't have any more. Hmm. This is a tough one. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I will... Because I think you know what I will... F- find for you in grateful dead to mm-hmm. a certain extent i do think it would come back that it's too fish like mm-hmm. that's um, what i was thinking too in musical structure not in lyrics because i know the lyrics of fish drive you crazy i think yeah. grateful dead would be more straightforward <laughs> um yeah let's go with mf doom okay okay so um i'm not going to give a background in mf doom but he's like considered by the 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 rapper's rapper right mm-hmm. the mc's mc um and known for like in- incredibly intricate wordplay and uh like an underground king and for me like um i follow a few record stores uh social accounts because they'll post what new records they get in and they're constantly restocking mf doom and i'm like i gotta be missing something if people keep buying the vinyl Mm -hmm. then and i'm the person type of person who buys vinyl what is it so i know there's a bunch of like there's like mad villain which Mm -hmm. is like him and uh mad lib Mm-hmm. right and then there's a bunch of like collabs and stuff i'm gonna have to get into but that's the thing is this I, I would think the discography would be very unlinear yeah right which I might mean, be fun sure yeah no but a lot of guest appearances yeah sure. a lot yeah oh that's true 
So I'll have to pepper that in there as well. Right. Yeah. It's a matter of what you consider discography at that point. Right. It's like, does it, you know, do you just go through album releases or, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think that'll be my three. Nice. Um, and for our listeners, we'd love to hear, you know, if you, if you plan on challenging yourself, in fact, we're going to encourage you. Here's a call to action. Challenge yourself this year. Mm-hmm. Listen to something new. Um, follow along with us and see, see, you know, like follow along with Tank's 1001 songs and see if there's anything, uh, you know, worth adding to your playlists there. Or maybe you'll dig MF Doom, maybe you'll hate them. Uh, or pick a new artist, pick a new genre. Try something new this year. Why not, right? Right. Yeah. And then let us know. Send us an email at contact at extendedplaypod.com. And uh, yeah, let us know what you find. And with our resolutions out of the way, we're going to jump right into the first playlist challenge of season four. And the topic this time around is, well, it's really not a cut and dry topic. It's two words that we can use and it's new and year. And for the uninitiated tank, what is the playlist challenge? What are we doing here? It's a good question thanks. for any uh, any new listener yeah. out there. Welcome. Um, yeah, took you long enough. Yeah, but thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, playlist challenge is a uh, it's a little tomfoolery where E and I give each other five <laughs> songs based on that topic. Um, almost always, it has to do with the song title that it has to fit a certain set of rules or ethos, mm-hmm. and we give each other five songs and then we rank them. Um, just from most to least liked and um, give a little bit of feedback on them. And, um, you know, generally we kind of try to pick new stuff, but not always, because sometimes it's fun to take a little bit deeper of a look at a song that you already know. But, yeah. you know, when you're forced to look at it and, and talk about it a little bit, you might, you know, look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, it's tons of fun. Uh, even if we, <laughs> I find even if I don't like the song, it's still tons of fun. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's a fun exercise. Um, so uh, we left off last year with uh, with me going first. So this year it's going to be E kicking it off and uh, he's going to go through his five songs that have the word new or year in them. Indeed I will. Okay, I'm going to start off with my number five choice, which will be, I think Tanks saw this coming, I would guess, uh, Year of the Cat. Al Stewart. Okay, so I like the piano intro of this song, mm-hmm. and I was in. I, it's cool sounding. Then mm-hmm. I realized it might be a keyboard and not a piano, and that kind of bothered me. But anyway, but I'm like, oh, I can dig this. And then the beat comes in, and the lyrics come in. I'm like, oh, no. Um, mm-hmm. This is a certain thing. This is Yacht Rock. That, that Immediately it hit me as like, this is like Yacht Rock. And how does Tank know this song other than he, like you do like a lot of, that kind of stuff. But I I don't know who Al Stewart is. I didn't, I've never heard this song before. I'm like, where did he get this? You never heard the song before? No. Oh, wow. So I actually thought it's the opposite. I thought this might be number one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not because it's, you know, but it's, if it's known for anything, it's known for being arguably like one of the perfect pop songs. Okay. I mean, and 
again, I don't know why. It's just, it, it comes up in those discussions huh. about like, you know, who's, who out there has crafted like, you know, yeah. the best pop. Sure. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know much about L Stewart either. Yeah. I, the other big song was time passages. I don't that, know that. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's pre yacht rock. It's like, it's yeah. early seventies, maybe even late sixties. I don't even know the year for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I just dig it because okay. of the, it is very much like a Baker Street vibe. I thought that exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, and I love Baker Street. Yeah, I know you do. So I am a bit of a sucker for any well-produced mm. 1970-ish yeah. multi-instrumental. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it is well-produced. I will say yeah. the sound was great. Um, yeah, the lyrics are weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so I'll get into all that. So, okay, so now that we got the who and the why. <laughs> um, yeah, when the drums came in, I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, I'm not going to like this as much as I thought I would. Um the lyrics are strange. It's about taking a girl. I think it's actually barely fairly straightforward after mm-hmm. I listened to it a couple of times. He meets a beautiful girl or a girl that uh, piques his interest. They go somewhere. They have sex. They wake up the next day and they're together now. I think it's like okay. pretty much, pretty much it. Year of the Cat seems to have nothing to do with it. I oh. thought it was a... Other um, than the obvious metaphor. I thought it was a metaphor or like a double entendre. Yeah. I don't think it is, but maybe it is. Okay. I don't know. Um, I wonder if he sprung on the cat. <laughs> He might be. <laughs> Tank, of course, referring to a previous episode of yes. uh, Playlist Challenge. Yeah, so um, the song, I will say, is musically dynamic. There is a lot going mm-hmm. on. So there are, um, I think there's a, there's an acoustic guitar solo. There's an electric guitar solo. There's a saxophone solo. There are breakdowns where certain um, instruments drop out, and then they come back again in a different order than they were the first time. Um, and they're layered really well, so you can hear them all individually, but they don't mess with each other. They're not, you know, they're, it's not overcrowded, if that makes any sense. Um, that being said, when the sax solo ha- happened, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't like sax solos. <laughs> and I've said this before to one of our other friends, if he's listening, sorry, I'm going to say it again. I don't like a sax solo in a song. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Sorry, Springsteen fans. Like as soon as that sax comes in, I'm like, oh, it's fucking cheap. Yeah. I don't know. Just it's I, just I like cheesy. I, and my, yeah. Our buddy does too. Yeah. Uh, and I just I don't know what it is. I yeah. picture I don't know. I picture that meme of that big muscly guy like thrusting yeah. his hips, like playing the yeah. sax. Like it yeah. just reads cheese to me. So, yeah. um, which is weird because I like saxophone players. I like mm-hmm. Coltrane. I like Charlie Parker. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, there's some strings in here too. Sorry, I was talking about the layers earlier. There's some cool strings in here, particularly like a cello sound that I really liked. Um, There was a vaguely Nick Drake-ish thing going on with the strings and his vocals. I don't know if you remember the Nick Drake song that you listened to. There's a little bit of, yeah, Pink Moon. There was a little bit of that. This was a faster tempo Mm -hmm. version of that, but that was something, I'm like trying to pick things I could hang on to that I Mm -hmm. kind of liked. Um, 2.30 in, I I wrote down, I don't know what else this song has to offer me. Like, and I think about this a lot in pop music. If it's not something that I'm feeling like it's giving me a certain emotion, you know, you've got the traditional verse, chorus, verse, chorus structure coming and yeah. you're like, can I just want to get kind of get through it. So, um, at five ten, tank, I, I wrote down, there's still a minute and a half left of this fucking song. Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> and, succinct. No, it's not. Um, and I wrote down, please no more sex. <laughs> At one, at, with one thirty left, and then at one minute, oh no! Because yeah. <laughs> there's another sax solo at the end. Um, 
And uh, for reference, how I eventually figured out that it was Yacht Rock is that the the next recommend, recommended track in Spotify was the Alan Parsons Project. Mm. So I'm like, okay, it fits. Now yeah, I know yeah. where I am in the yeah. world. So yeah. anyway, that's my number five. All right. This is this is really challenging. I'm having a tough time picking number four. Let's go with New Test Leper by R.E.M. I was familiar with the song. I hadn't heard it in 20 years, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I mentioned in the past uh, that this is the only REM album I ever owned mm-hmm. was New Adventures in Hi-Fi. So um, I guess it's New Test Leper is, is short for New Testament Leper because there's biblical references in this. Could be. Yeah. I never. I, I, okay. You know, speaking of the, you know, the whole the value of the playlist challenge, I never listened to it enough to know. Right. I like it. Right. But it's like, yeah. I mean, the first lines are, I can't say that I love Jesus or I like Jesus or something yeah. like that. that. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and what I want to say about that is I've mentioned in the past on this show, I don't like cheap biblical references. It always mm-hmm. seems like shorthand to add, Ooh, I mentioned Jesus and I'm going to say something not great about religion. Right. And it's like a, a free pass to gravitas. And yeah. I, I just don't like it. And I think Michael Stipe as a lyricist is better than that. So that yeah. kind of bothered me about it. Okay. Um, the song is way more straightforward lyrically and sonically than a lot of REM songs. I feel mm-hmm. like it's very, like I said, this could be a Pearl Jam song. Yeah, like I can see that. If, with maybe louder guitars at the, at the build mm-hmm. part of it. But um, but that does fit with this era. And I think this album a little bit more, maybe. Um, there was a really cool bass line. There was some cool stuff mm-hmm. going. And I never paid attention to uh, Mike Mills. Is that who yeah. plays the bass? I never paid attention in particular. There's some really funky stuff he's doing in there to make himself yeah. known and, and uh, bring a different vibe to the song. Yeah, like and when that. you start listening for that in REM songs, you see it's, it's there a lot more than you oh, would think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. When he go, he says leper. <laughs> he does this thing at the end of every That's time he says drop. it. <laughs> I I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. It sounds lazy, and I know it's undone on purpose, and it's not lazy. It's like call me a leper. <laughs> it's like uh. super. <laughs> <laughs> super low tone. I don't like it. Uh, the song seems to be about being judged and mm-hmm. that not being cool, which mm-hmm. I can get behind. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, there's a quote where he says, um, I am not an animal. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's that the, the concept of the, the song is that it's people on a talk show and they're being, um, treated like circus freaks, essentially. And one of them says, I am not an animal in, in the course of the song, which is from the movie, the elephant man. So, some cool pop culture references, I guess, in there. But overall, um, yeah, it was fine. It was okay. fine song. All right. Number three is New Sensation by NXS. Okay, obviously, I did know this song. Um, I must have seen this video a thousand times if mm-hmm. I saw it once. I mean, it's playing on background of Spotify, yeah, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
um, immediately when that came up, I'm like, oh my God, I remember watching that. It just, it, back in the day where there were only a hand, I feel like there were like 10 videos on <laughs> and yeah. you saw the same ones over or just because we were so hungry for music, we just watch it all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I must've seen the video a thousand times. I think I might've had this tape. Of course you did. Yeah. Who didn't? I don't, I don't know. It was like appetite for destruction. Like as kick? soon as you turned into your subdivision, <laughs> if you were white, you got a cop, you got a care package. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a base model Nintendo. <laughs> right. This album, appetite for destruction, <laughs> right. basketball hoop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this was on kick. So there's all sorts yeah. of really good songs on this. Yeah. I remember. Um, I miss an excess. Yeah. What, what a sad yeah, Story. and it, by the way, it wasn't Strangibation. It wasn't. No, I know that that's like the oh. urban legend. Oh, okay. Um, I, just, I, again, I'm not not a fucking expert. Yeah, I'm not sure. you know uh, not a Strangibation <laughs> uh, coroner. <laughs> I mean, that's a death metal band name. If I yes, ever heard it, it is. It is <laughs> also something to bring up at the career fair. Um, no, and I think it was uh, you know that it was maybe suicide, but it you know almost like. I completely pulling this out of my ass. This is going to go on the Taylor Swift dad thing too. Uh, <laughs> which by the way, retroactive validation. Yeah. Okay. Remember how I said, okay, so a little bit of history way back. This could be season one. I think it is. I think where I sort of accused Taylor Swift of being or getting her break because of her dad. Okay. And then I assumed he was in the record industry. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well I looked and he isn't. I'm like, yeah. all right, well I'm wrong. Yeah. So, because at the time, and the article says her dad was like a big investment banker. Okay. Like, okay, so I'm wrong. Sure. Turns out, <laughs> oh, he bought, he started his own record label. Oh, so with she could the record. Money. Oh, yes. I see. Okay. All so, right. so vindication for this guy right here. <laughs> there is something to it. No, although I still love Taylor Swift. That's right. And all the Swifties. Of course. Do not, do not come after us. Oh, please. We are not prepared to deal with this. We are not. Um, no, and I think it was maybe. And I, again, in classic extended play fashion, I will fact fact check this after saying, of course. Yeah. That's Um, the way we do things that it was sort of like, maybe it was more palatable for fans. If it was that instead of he killed himself. Oh, that's weird. Right. Like, Oh, he's dead, but it wasn't suicide. It was an accident. Oh, I see. I got you. I wonder if it was also played up because, and okay. So to backtrack, I, a video of Michael Hutchins, the lead singer performing came up in my, social media feed at some point mm-hmm. and he is singing a song he, and he is a handsome mm-hmm. dude I yeah. mean, and was and like sex appeal was his thing mm-hmm. like it was a big deal they talked about all time but like i think being sexiest man alive or something like that i wonder if that played into it you yeah. know there was like a little bit of legend making like yeah, yeah. here's a guy that's super sexy and right. of, course, of course he like, died because yeah. he had to die because he had to fuck himself he couldn't even keep his hands off himself right to the point where he killed himself right yeah anyway um yeah, that doesn't. That's neither here nor there when it comes to the music, I guess. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, the song is fine. I, one of the things I wrote down is that um, to prove our point about the '80s, uh, what we said about the '80s in the '80s episode. I don't know what. Like, if somebody asked me what genre this is, I couldn't tell them what genre it is besides '80s, <laughs> which is not a genre. It's just '80s pop. pop rock, '80s right? pop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they don't make songs that sound like this anymore. Um, no, you know what I mean. And like, and we're worse off for it probably <laughs> we're probably worse off for it um so the cool things i liked about it there's some cool um you know it's pretty repetitive but there are some cool like drum hit moments that i really like that particularly like he's pounding on like a bass drum it's like mm-hmm. doom 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 um just again add some dynamics to the song when when it starts to get a little stale um he pauses for a breath where it, like the music drops and he goes <gasps> yeah does he do that in another song as well 
I, I feel like I don't think so. Oh, doesn't he go? I feel like yeah. he does that yes. in uh, I Need You Tonight or something, yeah, something. Some, something like that. Yeah. Okay. God, they have a lot of good songs. <laughs> Again, it's kind of, hmm. I think it's kind of his thing. To go buy that album. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, never, or not Never Terrace, but which was, I mean, that's on this one too, but a Not Enough Time. I like Not Enough Time. Great fucking that's song. That's a great song. I do yeah. really like that song. Yeah. Um, there is a sax solo in this song, mm. and I don't mind it. All right. Maybe you give a pass to Australians. I guess it's way down in the mix to okay. me compared to the other one. And it's short All right. and punchy. Okay. Weird fact about the sax solo here, right before the sax solo begins, Michael Hutchins, the lead singer says trumpet. And then the sax solo <laughs> starts. Really? And you're like, what the fuck is happening here? Maybe they were playing a spirited <laughs> game of euchre right before the sax solo. <laughs> it was really weird. And, uh, so I looked it up and sure enough, one of the other guitar player, one of the guitar players in the band wanted a trumpet solo. Okay. And the guy's like, no, we're not doing a trumpet. You're not playing a trumpet solo. We're just going to do a sax solo. And so just to kind of fuck with them, he said trumpet in the song and, but still went with the sax solo, oh, which is kind of fun. It is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I will say I knew almost every word to this song. I mean, that's how many times I listened to the song yeah. when it came out. I knew nice. almost every single word. Muscle would, memory at that yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, so this is a solid three for me. At number two is A New Level by Pantera. So this song gets a pass uh, to on, almost on automatic high ranking because it's Pantera. And the, the song is very pan. Not that any song. Well, no, there are songs that yeah. aren't Pantera. Yeah, like Planet yeah, Caravan. Yes, exactly. It's a cover, I think, actually. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had this album, Vulgar Display of Power. Um, I remember this song most for two things. One, I feel like that screeching at the beginning and part of the riff was like the intro to like headbangers ball? it was okay yep. i thought so okay so got that much um so it was very recognizable right away if not for the song itself then for that reference and then um oh and the other way i recognized the song was that i had the tape and the first song in this album is mouth for war mm -hmm. which i really like there's this song and then walk is the third song mm -hmm. i would often listen to mouth for war fast forward through this song, mm -hmm. try to get as close to the end as possible. Hear the last few, a new levels <laughs> and then walk would come on, which I really wanted mm -hmm. to listen to. So it reminded me like, Oh, I like Pantera. I like this Pantera, but it's not my favorite Pantera song by a long shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is again, super Pantera about aggression and, and all this kind of stuff Just, and anger. Yeah. Um, borderline, uh, criminal, machismo yeah exactly exactly right um you know there, there's a line where he says demanding plea for unity between us all and i'm like bullshit yeah <laughs> what I you know. know about him I'm like that's not true yeah um the br okay so uh, one of the things i will say some of the signature things about pantera in here are the time signature changes there's like a half dozen time signature mm -hmm. changes so much so that i felt found myself on uneasy footing sometimes like mm -hmm. i couldn't mentally getting track with where it was going and that by the time i kind of had it they would switch back to the other time signature so um that was a little 
uh, I don't know, unsettling. But um, And then I wrote down Boring Bridge, but it, even before I got through Boring Bridge, the solo comes in and the solo kicks all sorts of ass. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, fuck it. There's no, no reason to like bring up bad things just to bring them up. Which, some, I mean, not to make excuses for them, but yeah. you know, maybe it's almost intentional. It's like, you maybe. Know, it's a contrast, right? Yeah, sure. Like if you know something's coming up, you kind of want to cleanse the palate before. Yeah, sure. You- yeah, but I mean, all the things that you like about Pantera, there's a sludgy opening. It's like chunk, 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 mm-hmm. chunk, chunk. And then it builds into something a lot faster and a lot more catchy. Yeah. And the killer riffs and Dimebag's guitar sound. I don't know if it's his playing style and the guitar sound probably that are just both. Yeah, they're just so literally nothing else sounds like it. Yeah. No one could. I don't think you can even imitate it if you wanted to. So, um, yeah, super good song. I dug it. Nice. And the number one song is Pretty Good Year by Tori Amos. Bought himself a bike to race And Greggy writes letters And burns his CDs They say you are something In those formative years Well hold on to nothing As fast as you can Still pretty good, yeah I know this song really well. I had this album. This is the first Tori album I had. It's on Under the Pink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know the song really well. I've listened to it dozens or hundreds of times probably. Um, this was, for reference for our listeners, this was like freshman year of college, mm-hmm. like 94, 93, yeah. 94-ish. So um, a time when we're listening to a ton of music and particularly opening our, you know, broadening, you know, speaking of New Year's resolutions and broadening horizons, mm-hmm. I think this is a time where we were both doing that, yeah. getting into stuff, college well, I mean, yeah, We were in the same room. We were in the same room. This was freshman year. Michigan yeah. State. Yeah, absolutely. And you had that ubiquitous wire tower of CDs, right? <laughs> That's right. I sure and did. And then, you know, but yeah, I would go like listen to yours and, yeah. you know. I would listen to yours. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so it's all the things. If you don't know Tori Amos, this is a good place to start, I think. It's exactly the best things about Tori. Right. It's the virtuosic, is that the right way to say it? Well, I mean, I'll go with it. Okay. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> It's the incredible piano playing to open, um, spare piano, but very memorable lines that she's playing. Um, then her super unique voice, mm-hmm. along with her super unique um, phrasing, mm-hmm. she'll pronounce things weird to either um, make them rhyme or just to pronounce them weird. Right. Just a just a screw with you a little bit, I feel like. And it adds, I don't know, it adds this dimension. It's really fun. Um, the lyrics are tough to get through, to get a, a solid meaning, but if you pay a lot of attention you really dig in there's some deep stuff there yeah and it's very much a vibe i I mentioned it sometime last season how there's like sometimes you don't get the words but if you stop reading and just start feeling Mm. it it, i think it's one of those sure there's a definite bittersweet longing vibe yes but the words themselves may not add up to that yeah no that's true i I definitely got that there was this this is about growing up and moving on Mm -hmm. and it and it turns out i did then go to genius.com to figure out um if, if i was missing anything and it's about not being able to grow up and move on. Actually, it's okay. like being kind of like we had a. It was a good year. Things are not. I don't know where to go next, but it was a good year, a very good year that we just had. And apparently, the Greg in, that's mentioned in this song, this is she got a letter, a fan letter from a guy named Greg. Really? <laughs> and so it's like a real. That was his actual name, and he's like, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck in a rut, and huh. I don't know where to go from here. And this is just her retelling his letter. Wow. 
I know. How cool would that be to be Greg? I know. Can you imagine? Yeah. I hope Greg's doing well. Greg, if you're listening. Yeah. Thank you. Because you gave us a song. Maybe I'll try to find Greg. <laughs> sure. That'd be a good challenge for you this could. season. You could. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's a, an, oh, okay. So we are talking about the things that Tori does that are very Tori and why, I don't know why this would be a good place to start with her. There's also a part where the, the song really changes and it becomes super epic with mm-hmm. tons of um, strings and uh, a really just like all encompassing sounding drum sound. Yeah, good, I think electric, electric guitars come in. Electric guitars come in. Yeah. I think her voice actually gets distorted, like purposefully mm-hmm. distorted. Cause it's, I don't know. There's like, she's like pleading. Um, she's singing. Well, Hey, what's it going to take till my baby's all right. And it's just this pleading and uh, the emotion is just so up front. Right. And you feel what she's feeling, um, which is the, you know, that's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, fantastic song. Again, please if, listeners, even if you don't think you like Tori Amos, try out this song. Yeah. And if you don't like this song, you don't like her. That's cool. Yeah. But, or, or, I mean, yeah, I want to say the whole album oh, for sure. It's just, you know, it sucks though. Cause not only is that song bittersweet and I usually, it's like, if I, it, that's one of those songs where it's like, if I want to be depressed, or if I want to have a good cry, yeah. I'll listen to it. Okay. But it also is sad, and that it reminds me of what she used to be. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, God damn it, she made good music. <laughs> you know, it's such a catch-22, though, right? Because if she would have, like, died yeah. after this album, it would have been like, well, right. look, think like of the, all the, the female stuff Kurt we missed out. Yeah, think of all the stuff we missed out I on. Know. I know. And, ugh, yeah. Um, yeah, I still need to do that... Uh, career retrospective of the the linear decline <laughs> of quality <laughs> right. yeah anyway this is great I, I knew four out of the five songs but was really happy to dig into them deeper yeah i knew there wouldn't be many other than you're the cat i i knew there yeah. were no surprises yeah. there so let's move it over to you tank for uh the songs i gave you that have to do with new or year or both all right that's a good idea <laughs> thanks um all right so i was gonna i'm gonna come right out with it oh um <laughs> This is not going to be good, folks. I know that tone. <laughs> no, it, this was my least favorite five. Ever. Ever. Wow. Yeah. I feel like you've said that three or four times. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Keep lowering the bar. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it. That's kind of what I'm here to all do, right? right? All right. But, um, yeah. And and number five, I feel like you have to be trolling me. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is yet. All right. So just like the audience, you don't know what it is yet, do you? <laughs> I don't even remember what I chose. Right. Look at that. I know you have that, uh, that podcast amnesia. I know I do. All right. No, uh, no, I'll start it off. Number five is year of the rat by badly drawn boy. Cause I'm alive. I'm out tonight. All night. Everybody needs to know it's the year of the rat. Every day we've got to Okay, lay it on me. I, I, I'm i a little surprised. Really? I have another one I thought would be your least favorite. So. Okay. Yeah, like I, my, the first thing that I noted was like, he had to know I wouldn't like this. No. Really? No. Okay. It's like singer-songwriter-y. Yeah, it's got some of the 70s vibe to it. Yeah, but there's something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not obvious, right? Okay. I mean, it, if it was an obvious troll job, I would not. <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, I have to mention it. Uh, you know how I feel about artists who name themselves a thing. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yeah. I think his name is Damon Goff or something. Whatever like that. it is. Yeah. Whatever it is, his license damn sure doesn't say badly drawn boy. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Uh, um, 
I have absolutely no idea what, what the fuck this song is about. And, okay. I, and I really tried. <laughs> oh, okay. I really did. Because I'm like, I'm tired of that. It's it's this lame excuse. Like, oh, I don't know what's yeah, right. <laughs> And I really fucking tried. <laughs> and then for a lot of these more obscure songs, like Genius and stuff, aren't much oh, of a help. Oh, yeah, sure. I bet right. they aren't. So anyway, uh, I didn't expect the kids in the chorus. Okay. Uh, and I don't know that it helps. Uh, <laughs> Clearly matter, not. <laughs> matter of fact, I, it's a little creepy. Okay. And that might have been intentional. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to make it an eerie thing. Okay. Um musically it's not that bad okay I, I don't have this glaring problem with the musical and, and again it also didn't help that i when i pull these things up i see photos of the artist and he his look irritates me uh because hip kind of hipsterish yeah. beard and yeah it looks cap. like he'd be fucking you know like uh mispronouncing my name at a starbucks somewhere <laughs> okay. you know um so that probably didn't help um so the music actually isn't that bad um i actually wish that bob mold snuck into the studio and <laughs> dropped the vocals <laughs> okay. in the mix a little bit okay all right um <laughs> i I was like, it just because I went back for I I listened three times. Man. Wow, I was trying. Okay, thanks. And I I'm guess. like, I I don't know what it is. And plus, I mean, I'm in a shitty mood today. That probably doesn't help. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, you know what? Like, I think he the vocals need to be back a little bit here. Okay. And I think that kind of you know, it's like one of those little things that one little ticks that once it gets to you, it's like I'm gonna have sure. trouble. You know, um, at the end, about a good 45 minutes or oh geez, 45 seconds or so. Um, there's like some water flowing or something and then a nursery rhyme thing going on. Oh, I don't, I'd even listen to it this far. Yeah. That far. I mean, um, I, ha- I have a million, I've listened to the song a bunch, but I didn't recall. I just knew this was a song I liked and I threw it your way. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It just, uh, no, it's fine. Didn't stick. That's cool. Didn't stick. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm really in for it for this whole list. Well, I mean, that was the, I mean, that was the worst, That's right? True. It's uphill from here technically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right. So number four is your new aesthetic by Jimmy Eat World. So this song seems to be about how bands are becoming like less and less original in order to be popular oh, okay. and, and played on the radio. Okay. Um, is it, do you understand? I don't, I don't know. I don't okay. know. Yeah. That was my take. And okay. but what I thought was kind of funny is like, was Jimmy Eat World particularly unique? At the time they were. Okay. So they're seeing particularly this album is this is like where emo starts. Okay. Which is why I thought you would, this would be your number five. Okay. Because of uh, the high pitched, higher pitched vocals. Right. Right. With a, I don't know. It's, uh, don't worry. There's, there's not. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. There's, there's not a basket of flowers coming. <laughs> I'm sure there's not. No, it's really not that bad. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the one funny thing I did notice is sometimes in typing my notes, if it's a band name, I'll just abbreviate it. And uh, Jimmy Eat World abbreviates to Jew. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hope someone doesn't look at your notes. And I know. It's <laughs> like, because my notes say, was Jew particularly unique? Um, but no, I could see that. And that actually goes with one of my other notes, which is I would have guessed 2003 because all music that sounds like this, <laughs> really I did. think 2003, I but it was 1999. Okay. So you're right. Maybe what I, what I kind of roll my eyes at, it's like, oh, how many sounded like this? Yeah. yeah sure. But when they first did it, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Right. So I guess I can take their bitching about the uh, mediocrity on the airwaves sure. a, a little bit more genuinely. Sure. Um, so but credit for flexibility and range. I mean, this sounds a lot different than the middle, yes. um, which is the song that, most I know, people know most yeah. people know that song is a banger. It is oh, that whole album's a good pop song. Yep. Um, 
And uh, the only other thing I got here is I don't think he has the voice for this kind of vocal forward mix. Okay. Um, if, right. if you're going to go with very sparse instrumentation and, and mm-hmm. I think you need a little more oomph to the vocal. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you wouldn't like emo. Probably not. No, no, I, I think that's a safe bet. I, because just for that reason, yes. I think their voices are very high in the mix right? and they can sound whiny at times right. and, and it, it, it cuts some of the heaviness. Right. It makes it not feel as heavy as you might want it. Right. So yeah, we could probably, for my uh, New Year's resolution, probably <laughs> safely cross emo <laughs> off the list. So. I think yeah. so. No AFI for you. No, no. <laughs> um, but not terrible at all. Okay. Um, it's not like I hate the song or wouldn't say change it. Um, might even, you know, when I'm working on some stuff, go around and just, you know, listen to the album. Okay. Uh, I don't hate it. But okay. uh, whereas Badly Drawn Boy, I'm not listening to that album. <laughs> Uh, just a random note about this album. There's a song in this album called, I think this is their second uh, studio album. Um, there's a song called Blister and it's sung by not the lead singer, which is weird. Okay. And it, that's always like hit or miss, right? I, right. Our buddy Jay, he talks about um, Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. Yeah. He really liked Google Doll, Goo Goo Dolls back in the day. And I'm sure still does. Jay, if you're out there, you can verify that with me yeah. personally. But um there's one song in like all Goo Goo, Goo Goo Dolls albums where the bassist sings and he hates his voice, like makes him crazy that they let the guy sing. Anyway, uh, the the other guitar player sings this song and it's like one of my daughter, my 10 year old daughter's like favorite song. Really? She will sing word for word, knows every word to the song, will hmm. sing in chorus. Um, anyway, so check that out. If right. I mean, it doesn't sound anything like this. So yeah, while I'm there, I'll check it out. There you go. Uh, number three is This Time of Year by Better Than Ezra. For us, you think about the good times and you live with all the bad. And you can feel it in the air. It's feeling right this time of year. So this song has the, what I like to call the good kind of vague lyrics. Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, it starts off with, well, there's a feeling in the air, just like a Friday afternoon. Yeah, you can go there if you want, though it fades too soon. Um, I just like it. Cool. You know, again, setting a stage. I'm not, it's not overly explicit as to, as you know, when you read the rest of the lyrics as to exactly what it is, but it's, it's a feeling, Mm -hmm. it's a sense of, you know, mourning the loss of said feeling. Mm Uh, and I do like that. Um, it's just a really good pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, this is your your prototypical number three. Okay. You know, it's like, all right, it's a good song. Yeah. Um, it, it does sound, I checked the year, it does sound ahead of its time for 1993. Okay. I mean, 1993. That's a long We're time not ago. that far from like too legit to quit. No, that's at true. At that point in time. That's true. So this was probably right at the birth of this yes. kind of music. Right. So I, 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 it was, it seemed like more mature than you would think for okay. that far back yeah. i mean 93 the hair bands are still kicking around that's true that's true good point yeah right because so, nevermind's not out yet right no no that was 91 91 91 that okay. was All part right. of the the six weeks that changed right. rock forever that's right the year punk broke yeah yeah um but still i mean it if you told someone this was 15 years old it wouldn't have sounded out yeah, of place yeah. okay um so yeah so impressed by its uh you know i i slightly ahead of its time i guess right in terms of having a pop song that has some warmth to it and some weight to it Mm because again we didn't really this kind of song wasn't being made in 1986 no no it wasn't that's true you know good point so it's we take it for granted now but 
So I, I mean, re- I really like this time. These bands like Better Than Ezra and mm-hmm. Tonic and Sister Hazel. Yeah. They were all of a certain like they all tour together now. I yeah, think yeah. or like have a cruise. Yeah. When they came out, it was something different. Yeah. I really liked it. Lemon Parade, great album. That was a great album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, good pop song number three. No issues with it really. Cool. Um, you know, a little bit of replayability. Uh, you know, all it's funny because again to do the show, I buy all of these, so they end up in my library. So even the ones I don't like, I end up listening to again. <laughs> Because I'll get busy on something that just fucking goes in order. So uh, I won't mind when it comes up in that situation. All right. Number two is New Dawn by Clara Loops. Um, so, um, one note, uh, for some reason I'm more okay with an artist giving themselves a name when it's an instrumental artist. Oh, it doesn't bother me as okay. much. Okay. Okay. I like that. We're get. I like that we're getting to the heart of this. Right. Okay. Okay. Got so it. if <laughs> it's a recurring theme of the playlist, <laughs> it really challenge. is, but if, you know, so, uh, her name's Claire uh-huh. and when it's an artist that makes this kind of music, it doesn't bother me as much Okay, because maybe because there is no voice oh okay it's kind of disassociated from a person anyway sure sure okay um, whereas when someone's talking to me for instance if i walk up to you in the street and i and i say something to you uh-huh. profoundly positive or negative and then you say oh what's your name and i say banana meatball <laughs> it's like well now you've taken away from the authenticity of what you just said <laughs> right <laughs> sure um i don't know i there's something about when it when it's an instrument like a Moby doesn't bother me. Okay, yeah, and then there's reasons for him being called Moby and everything, but, which I guess are invalid, by the way. Oh, really? Somebody did the research like recently. He is not related to Herman Melville. No. <laughs> Whatever, of course not. not right? <laughs> um, no, it doesn't bother me as much when it's uh, okay. when All it's right. that kind of music. And uh, secondly, Clara Loops sounds like if there was an allergy medication that was a cereal. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, Which, uh, without giving too much insight into what's going on here in the extended play studios, yeah. Tank could use something like that. Right yeah, now. <laughs> really could. Really could. It's uh, not a great day over here. Um, uh, but no, it's really good. It's chill. Um, I could, uh, you know, again, you know, when you give me stuff like this, yeah. it's basically a guarantee top three. I thought so. I mean, I like this kind of music. And for both better and worse, it's hard for this stuff to really very much in a good way or bad way from that median. Yeah. You know sure. What I mean? Sure. No, I know what you mean. Like you'd really have to fuck this up. Yes. Um, yes. To, to make it bad. Uh, but it's also kind of has a ceiling on it where it's never going to be maybe great. Right. Uh, and, and I guess, I mean, again, more props to zero seven. They're the only example of that kind of music that I think reached those heights for me anyway. Okay. Where it's like, they're really adding something and the way they blend vocals. Yeah, in. sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, I actually, you know, and, and I could see myself buying this album definitely as like okay. background, just like with the Hayden Pedago, okay. all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, I don't have a ton more in this. I mean, do you know anything? Is this new well, to you? Well, yeah. So I was going to back you up a little bit because I'm like, you said her name was Claire. Her name's not Claire. It's not? Oh, the, is the it a Claire, clarinet? Yes. It comes from clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right. She's Claire from now on. Which, you know, listeners... Check this song out. Check her out generally. I mm-hmm. didn't actually know this song in particular. It's it, again, they all kind of blend together when you buy an album by uh, like a ambient new agey artist like this. She plays the clarinet, but she puts it through so much processing and, and they're literally clarinet loops, right? I think she's doing, ta- she might even be doing tape loops. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, it doesn't necessarily sound like a clarinet. This is one of the things I thought about was like, Andre 3000 probably wishes he could, <laughs> I don't know. I wish Andre 3000 sounded a little more like well, this. Good case in point though, right? Yeah. Cause this was my, we talked about this. Like would anyone give a shit if it wasn't Andre 3000? Probably. This is, yeah, I think objectively better music. I, I would agree. Right. But no one knows about Claire loops. No, no, this poor, was one of those random. Poor Claire. I know she's never going to, <laughs> her, name what is is her, real name? her name is Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, Great name. Yeah. But, uh, I think this got suggested to me in the ambient, like in a playlist, like you listen to okay. this, listen to this. And I really like all her stuff. It's, it all, it's all of a sound. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I'm going to check out a little Clara loops, which <laughs> as it turns out, is pretty much an instruction for how she makes the music. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. So number one out of the list that he gave me is new dawn fades by joy division. Um, so curious what you're going to have to say about this. Yeah. I thought no, this could have been number one or five. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could totally see that. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll jump right to one of my last points. Cause I think it's a good place to start is it, it's number one because it's the only song of this group that made me feel something. Okay. Gotcha. Like I, you know, none of these really hit that resonance, uh, you know, where every now and then you'll hit one where it's like, Oh, I love this. Yeah. Sure. You know? And I like, uh, it's a go, go penguin or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, where yeah. It's like, I know. Right. Um, I was just, by the time we got to this, it was the last one I listened to. And I'm like, okay, these are okay, but like nothing really. And it's not, it's not that I love it. Okay. Or, or I put like, I respect it, but I don't know that I would listen to it a lot. Gotcha. But it made me feel something. Okay. And in the absence of anything else that makes you feel something, sure. that's the whole point. <laughs> For right? sure. Absolutely. Um, a few notes though. It's, uh, it's super fresh sounding for 1979. I know it's crazy. Uh, again, I would have placed this 10 years later mm-hmm. in the absence of any other knowledge. Right. I would have been like, all right, this is nine inch nails era. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we were three years old. Uh, right. That's crazy. I mean, and this is before like cool in the gang celebration. Like, right. right. Again, that's what the mind fuck is for yeah, me. Right. Yeah. When you look at the year on music, it's like, all right, it is what it is. But then you start talking about something that came out after you're like, that is fucked up. <laughs> really like, is. like in a world where they said, here's this new song from uh, fucking Pat Benatar yeah. called love is a battlefield. Yeah, right. That this song had been out for five years. Yeah, right. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like it's this crazy. comes right after Casey and the Sunshine Band and Donna yeah. Summer and shit. Like yeah. disco was right like before Saturday this. Night Fever was probably still on the charts. It's so. Crazy. Um, yeah, it's yeah. So that I mean, and I think both of us have this uh, retroactive longing for wishing we grew that we were teenagers through this period. <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Yes, um, and and Denise, if she's listening out there, yeah, I'm right. sure. Um, but it's it's super this song in particular though super sad and eerie which I'm guessing the whole catalog is mm-hmm. uh, it's about ending a relationship and suicide after um, and holy crap Ian Curtis's story it's awful is depressing it's really sad Jesus Christ yeah. um, let the people know if they don't I, I probably a lot of our listeners don't know much about Joy Division yeah I mean I I don't there's two things I'm not uh, and it's a Joy Division historian yeah or a strangulation coroner. <laughs> 
right. Two things I'm not qualified to do. Um, But I mean, just a quick uh, browse of the Wikipedia is that he, uh, Ian Curtis suffered with a lot of, you know, issues. He was epileptic, Mm -hmm. had seizures on stage Mm -hmm. and depression, of course. Mm -hmm. And right before they were going to do their big North American tour, Mm -hmm. he just killed himself. Yeah. Um, 23 years old. Yeah. Super young. I mean, crazy young. And again, it's just like, it's very, the level of eeriness, you know, where he talks about in the song, like, you know, I don't know how if he killed himself with a gun or not. I think but, he hung himself. Okay. But the, was he jerking off? No. <laughs> Cause that would really bring these two things together. <laughs> I don't believe so. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> come here for the hard hitting news. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they, but the fact that someone talks about it, you know, yeah. less than a year before it happens, it, it gets very much the Lane Staley kind of, yeah. like they are, really singing at their own funeral kind of stuff. Yeah. Like right? pretty noose and uh, yeah. Chris Cornell. Even yeah. Though there was, yeah. Yeah. No, there's um yeah, there's a lot there. So, and it's also kind of apeshit crazy that this turned into new order. I know. Right. That, you know, all the surviving members went on to become new order. Yep. Um, is, and then the guy they replaced would be the vocalist, right? They didn't know. Just one of the guys that was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bernard Sumner. Summer, or some, summers or summers or yeah. something like that. Um, they just made him. They're like, well, we have no one else to sing. So okay. I guess you're singing now. But I mean, yeah, just the song. Yeah. Just I such know. a 180. It's um, crazy. So, yeah. I mean, and I do think that, again, I, it may not have a lot of repeatability for me, but I, I am going to listen to the whole album. Uh, right? And I would. Right. Yeah. Like, I want to go sideways, even if I yeah. don't necessarily dig deeper into it. For sure. Um, but yeah, it uh, definitely just, it, it, st- it strikes a chord one way or another. Yeah, sure. And uh, I got to give credit for that, that uh, something that, and again, for being so far ahead of its time, 1979. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So that's number one. Awesome. And that wraps up this playlist challenge. It wraps up the first episode of season four in our uh, snazzy, never know what's coming next format. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, but we'll be back very soon with our first video episode of the extended play podcast. Don't worry. You'll still be able to listen to the episode or you can, uh, will be available on YouTube and all the other, um, streaming services where video is supported. So, um, look for that. We're excited about it. Um, and make sure you follow or subscribe on uh, your streaming services of choice so that you get updates as to when the next episode is coming out because it's coming out sooner than you think. <laughs> We're going to come out with some a little more frequently, as we mentioned at the top of the show, um, sprinkling in some video episodes here and there. So um, we're going to be back soon. So um, hooray, right? Yay. Lucky you. <laughs> so don't don't stray too far from your listening and or viewing device. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back before you know it. That's right. See ya.